I'm Elena Salinas, and this is the Women in Tech Show, a show where women in tech talk about technology and career development. Today's episode is a bit more focused on the career development side. I had the opportunity to speak with Marisa Hellison, and we talked about the time when she went from being in a gifted program to taking several jobs through her teenage years while not being enrolled in high school. As she struggled to get her life back on track for a better future, she emphasized on the importance of mentors in her life. Marisa has been a volunteer, educator, and mentor, and she's currently a software engineer at Microsoft. I hope you like this episode. Marisa, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you were able to come. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes. So I heard your story a few weeks ago at the Anita Work launch party in Seattle. Yeah. And I just thought it would be perfect to share it with our listeners. Cool. So I want to start off by talking about your childhood and your upbringing. So when you were little, were math and science some of your interests when you were growing up? Um, so before I was in junior high, um, I went to a private Christian school, mm -hmm. and there girls weren't really encouraged uh, too much to pursue math and science. And they so were? Really, they were not. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't really an interest there. Um, we then moved to another town, and I went to fifth grade, and my fifth grade teacher said I should try and get into the gifted program. Mm -hmm. And so I took the exam there, and then Once you get into the Gifted Academy, you're sort of forced into math and science. Mm -hmm. um, so I was two years ahead in math mm -hmm. straight off the bat then in sixth grade. And science was, we had two different science classes. Mm -hmm. So it was really very important. And I did a lot of it from sixth to kind of eighth grade. How is the Gifted program different than a regular program? Um, it's accelerated. Mm -hmm. And in my district, it was, we got new textbooks and oh, okay. things like that. So, um, but it was definitely accelerated. It was basically a year ahead. And then I was in math that was two years ahead. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you basically, one of your teachers just proposed it to you. Yeah. One of my okay. teachers told my parents that I should test to see if I could get into the program. I was very bored in class. Bored. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's a sign. <laughs> yeah. That's good that the teacher. Yeah, that they something. noticed. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And so this was fifth grade and sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Was this all through your teenage years or? Um, so I actually stopped attending school after eighth grade. Mm -hmm. um, my parents decided to homeschool me. They thought that'd be a better environment. Mm -hmm. It didn't actually happen when both of your parents work full time. It's a little hard to be homeschooled. Oh, okay. Um, so I mostly did it myself, which mostly meant not doing anything. Oh, okay. Uh, I had a little sister that I would also help take care of. She's nine years younger than me. Mm -hmm. So she was real little at the time. And so I'd help take care of her. And then I would do my homework later and then mm -hmm. never actually do it. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't really do the homeschooling thing. Is there a syllabus or something? or? Yeah. So they send you workbooks and you like work through the workbooks and you send them back and then they grade them for you. Mm -hmm. Just never sent them back. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so I guess it would have been different nowadays. You know, there's Coursera, Khan Academy. Yeah. Things so that are now, more, more stimulating for kids. They make it seem like games, basically. You yeah. Get points. So I think now I probably would have done more if it were happening now. We had... We had internet, but it was dial-up internet, and it couldn't really exactly. be used for very much. And... Same. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then, 
how many years was this homeschooling? Was this all through high school? It was supposed years? to be sort of all through high school. Um, I think I finished eighth grade and I think I was like 12. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. And I got my GED when I was 15 mm-hmm. because that was the age you could actually just go get it. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to be done with the whole dad complaining I wasn't doing anything and mm-hmm. me feeling bad that I wasn't doing anything. So I just decided to go get my GED instead. That way I wouldn't have to keep doing school. Is that like the high school? Um, it's a high school equivalency. So it's the general education uh, certificate. It's what you can get if you drop out. Oh, uh, okay. And what happened after that? Were you uh, contemplating enrolling to college? Or? No, 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 no. <laughs> so I got that when I was 15 and then I worked mm-hmm. for three years, four oh, years. Wow. Um, worked two or three full-time jobs mm-hmm. and just kind of worked to li- live to work, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of worked all the time I could just so I could hang out with my friends and get my own place, moved to Texas for a while, moved back, mm-hmm. moved in with friends, just kind of did stuff mm-hmm. for four years. And then after those four years, what did you end up doing? Um, so then I decided I needed to go to school. I was working with people that were my parents' age and they were in these jobs with me and they weren't happy and they weren't, they were having trouble making ends meet. And I, I had, I was experiencing what it was like to live paycheck to paycheck. And I had for four years and it was really hard. And I knew that I, if I was going to do something else Mm -hmm. that I had to go to school, my dad had a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that was the only option. Mm -hmm. So I took a placement test at our community college up there. um, And that's where I started. Mm -hmm. And how did that turn out the community college? Well, that community college, um, it was a real good place, Rock Valley College. Mm-hmm. I took the placement test and I found out I need to start in elementary algebra. So that's like the lowest level of remedial mm-hmm. math they offer. Was that a shock for you coming from a, being enrolled in the gifted <laughs> program and then? Yeah, totally. I was completely blown away and mm-hmm. I was really upset. And it was just, I felt like I always knew, I always knew people told me I was smart. You had but then potential. in that moment, yeah, yeah, in that moment, it was like, wow, maybe I'm not. And it was because I hadn't seen the material in years. Yes. And once I started the classes, I picked it up right away and it was fine. But mm-hmm. that moment of shock where I was like, what did I do? Like, what did I get myself into here? Mm-hmm. So Why you were having moments of self-doubt. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. My life's been littered with those. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, you kept going in this class. Yep. What made you keep going? Was it just uh, going back to thinking, I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck? Yeah. So in the beginning, I think it was stubbornness and not wanting to give up this thing that I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, so after my first semester, I met my boyfriend at the time Mm -hmm. and he was in college. He was getting his bachelor's degree. And so, yeah, I was in a very different group of people. Once I met him, I started hanging out with him and his friends that were in college. And it was just the thing you did. Mm -hmm. So part of it was me being stubborn and part of it was fitting in. Like you just kind of that's what you do. Like Mm -hmm. if all your friends are in school, then you just go to school. Yeah. If you want to keep having good friends. Yeah. I see. And was there any encouragement when you were in community college or like after community college, what happened? Did you finish community college? I I went through three years, maybe four, Mm -hmm. four years of community college. um, And that was just because I had to do all of the remedial math courses. 
Mm-hmm. When I met my boyfriend, I moved down with him um, shortly after and started going to Kishwaukee College, which was close to his school. He went to NIU. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I moved there, I started in those classes and I met Steve Dunn, who mm-hmm. was absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who really got me into the engineering field and really made me know that I could do it. Mm-hmm. And he believed in me. Was he teaching you a class or? Um, so originally he came into my geometry class. Oh, okay. As a visitor. As a visitor. Yeah. He and the geometry teacher were pretty close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came into our class and he sat on the desk backwards. And he was this guy. He always wore flannels <laughs> and jeans and a black t-shirt. And he had this long beard and long white hair. Yeah. And so he, he comes in the room and you're like, who is this crazy person? Yeah. And he sits down backwards on a desk and he's like, I teach engineering here. And you all are going to be engineers. Mm, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Looney tune. And then yeah. he talked about, you know, he talked about what he taught. And he he spoke with such passion mm-hmm. about physics. And mm-hmm. he was like, if you look at how a stoplight stands up, you can see the lines of force. And he's like explaining it and the way he talked about it. Very engaging. so like engaging and he cared and he was so passionate mm-hmm. that you couldn't help but fall into it. Yes. And definitely. So I, yeah, so I met up with the teacher, the geometry teacher afterwards, and I was like, I really want to talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. And I found out he had office hours in the cafeteria every day for oh, two hours. wow, that's nice. And so I just went and sat down with him and talked to him for a while. Yeah, so he was kind of like your mentor. He became a mentor. Yeah, we grew very, very close um, mm-hmm. while I was there. And he's the one that helped me get into University of Illinois. He got me through mm-hmm. all sorts of different things. He was my, you know, my person I went to when I had anything that I needed to talk to someone about someone Mm -hmm. I could always get advice from um and then after I went to went off to U of I I would call him and tell him what was going on Mm -hmm. and um I keep in very close touch with his partner now that he's he Mm -hmm. passed away Mm -hmm. last year okay um I keep in close touch with his partner now and it's it's really good to like tell her what I've done and like what I've become so that he I guess knows sort of yeah so, but yeah, Definitely. he was a huge part of why I became an engineer. Mm-hmm. So uh, some of the good qualities he has was talking with passion and uh, explaining clearly, you know, the field of engineering. Yeah. What do you think are other fundamental qualities that make a good mentor? I think a good mentor helps you discover what you think the answer to your thing is, mm-hmm. right? Like Versus leading you to something, which yeah. some parents might push their kids right. to. You're right. going to be a doctor mm-hmm. and you have no opinion. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like whenever I'd go to Steve and ask him a question, and this came up a lot, I'd be like, there are two options in my life and I don't know which one to take. Mm-hmm. And he would tell me, and this is one thing he always told me, he's like, you got to look at all your options and you got to see which one's the right thing. And you always have to do the right thing and just do the next right thing. There might be 10 more right steps, Mm -hmm. but you just take the next one and you just keep taking the next one. And so he never tried to push me in one direction or the other. Mm -hmm. He would just say, what is right about this one and what is right about this one? Mm -hmm. And if there's more rights to this option, you take it. Okay. And so it's it's very important to me when I mentor people that I help them find their own path. Mm -hmm. Because their path is not my path Mm -hmm. and it won't be. And I hope they achieve far more than I ever have Mm -hmm. or ever will. And so I think it's a mentor's job to ensure that their mentees do more than they did and Mm -hmm. do 
more different things and yeah. find their own way. And you shouldn't push them into your way too much. You know, just learn from the mentor's mistakes. Yeah, yeah. When did you decide to become a mentor? Um, so was this it like kind in of, college? Or? Yeah, it kind of fell in my lap. Um, when I was at the University of Illinois, mm-hmm. I was asked if I wanted to be a teaching assistant for the Engineering 300 course, which was um, transfer students all had to take this course. It was like an intro oh, okay. to the College of Engineering course. Yeah. Um, so I was asked if I wanted to be a TA for the course after I mentioned that I thought I didn't have any mentors when I showed up at this university. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody telling me what I should do. Yeah. I didn't have anybody telling me that these classes were going to be hard and that I was going to screw up and it was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And my first semester there was incredibly difficult. And Why was it difficult? Um, I really didn't do well my first semester there. Why do you think that was? Uh, I took bad advice. I took a lot too many classes, mm-hmm. um, too many difficult courses altogether. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for that kind of course load. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't check with my mentors before I did that. I just kind of went ahead on my own. Mm-hmm. I wanted to finish quick. And I'm smart enough. I can do it. Yeah. And I fell on my face. Mm-hmm. And being away from my support system for the first time, um, I dealt a lot with depression and anxiety and panic mm-hmm. and just plain out failing. How did you deal with those things? Because some people look to exercise. or Yeah. Did you just like... I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just so sort just of let it consume it. me. <laughs> okay. And I just kind of had to push through it. It took a lot and I'm not... Mm-hmm. I, I relied on my... He was my fiancé at the time. I relied mm-hmm. on him oh, okay. a lot to help me through it. And he yes. was three hours away. Okay. But he came home every single weekend my entire time at Illinois. Mm, that's Drove great. three hours down to see me every weekend. Mm-hmm. So it's stuff like that that kind of keeps you going. Yeah. Have you had similar things happen recently, like that you've reached a similar point or it was mostly through college? Yeah. So life is a hell of a lot better after college. Okay. (laughs) You learned you learned a lot. Yeah. That period. Um, I recently I recently said when I was back at school, if I knew life was going to be this good after college, maybe I would have complained a little less. Yeah. Because it's way better once you're done. Yeah. So as you mentioned, in your first semester, you were taking a lot of complicated courses and your boyfriend helped you get through this yeah and what happened eventually did your grades get better or did you fail so I was almost kicked out of the University of Illinois and I I actually left my first interview at Microsoft to go to an academic probation meeting Mm -hmm. and that was fun because I got laughed at by the dean when I told him I was going to be a CS major yeah what major major what was your major before uh, I was an engineering physics major I transferred into the college as an engineering physics major Mm -hmm. and so I was put on technical probation from that major because my grades sucked in that major yeah (laughs) and then I went to do CS and they were like your physics grades aren't getting better and I'm like that's because I'm never taking physics again yeah And so I was put on that probation until I got into the CS department eventually. What made you consider CS? Um, So that first semester, along with all those other classes, my boyfriend encouraged me to take a CS course. He knew how good the program was at Illinois. And he always wanted to go there. And so he knew all about it. So he was like, this professor is great. This class is really awesome. You should take it. And I just fell in love with it. Yeah, that's really good. And right now, I know that they have websites where you can... There are more tools to yeah. help you navigate through college. You see the rating of the professor or, yeah. or you can even get a glimpse of it if the class is online. Mm-hmm. So, But at that time, that 
that's what really helped you yeah. to have more information. Yep. So uh, through college, once you were um, in computer science, were you focused on your coursework and your projects or was there anything else going on at that time? Volunteering? or Yeah. So the semester, the summer before I actually got accepted into the CS department, um, one of the professors, Dr. Heron, she is a data structures professor at Illinois, um, asked if I wanted to help with her summer camp because I didn't have any plans that summer. Mm-hmm. So her summer camp was teaching middle school girls how to code and nice. teaching them Android apps. And so we did two classes over the summer. And so it was like two week-long camps. We had the kids all day, every day, all all week. Did and, you already know how to make Android apps? Um, so we, we learned using... Um, App Inventor. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of did a quick run through. It's mostly drag and drop programming. So it was mm-hmm. pretty simple. Okay. Um, I had written some Android apps for classes mm-hmm. before that, but this was totally different. It was just drag and drop programming, just logic based, really. Oh, okay. What What was the program that you used? Do you remember? Um, it was MIT App Inventor. Oh, okay. Yeah, because MIT also has this uh, logo. Program. Yeah, I don't know that they had that then. Yeah. It was a couple years back. Yeah, that one's more basic. You don't, you can't make apps. But we used to have something similar in my elementary where you just make a turtle move and turn around. Oh, cool. So you learn about loops and if-fail statements, you know. Yeah, the girls mostly made like apps that would show cat pictures. Nice, (laughs) nice. I bet those would get a lot of downloads. Yeah, they were very creative kids. Yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, you you became a mentor and... Also, maybe kind of when you were volunteering. Yeah. In what ways do you think you've impacted your mentees? Have you seen something that you're like, oh, if I hadn't been the mentor? Yeah. So um, during my time in college, I taught uh, at a middle school. I taught sixth, seventh and eighth grade computer science. Oh, wow. During college? Yeah, during college. That was one of my many jobs. Oh, wow. Um, so I did that while taking a full course load and being a TA, and mm-hmm. I had a job as the IT person for a foundation, mm-hmm. and I taught three grades of computer science. Wow. <laughs> Do you feel that helped you become better in computer science, teaching and teaching? No, it helped me be busy, oh, which was what I needed to get oh, through college. Good distractions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good distractions. But there was one day at the end of one of the um, school years that one of my kids, one of the eighth graders, um, gave me a card. And it said, thank you, Mrs. Hellison. You showed me that it's okay to like computers. Mm-hmm. And you showed me how cool computer science can be. And now I want to be an engineer when I grow up. Mm, and it was wow. a moment where I read it and I thought. This is like, awesome. Yeah. And I was like, I really didn't put as much effort as I could have into this. Oh, wow. But these girls still got something out of it. Yeah. And so, you know, I've had other mentors, one of my, or I've had other mentees. One of my mentees is here now. He's doing um, an internship this summer. Mm. And so it's nice to be able to, like, go have lunch with him and be like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm here because of you. Oh, nice. It's cool just to see them find their own path. Yes. And watch them grow. Yeah. That's the best part. Are there any particular activities that you do to engage with them? Or was it mostly, like, through building the Android apps? Um, With the girls or with my mentees? Yeah, with your mentees. So with my mentees, it's mostly um, I meet up with them and have lunch. Mm-hmm. Just chat, send them a text every now and then. And also, if I can, throw them opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so that's been kind of the biggest thing is throwing people opportunities when I can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I know 
a kid I mentor is really good and they're really good for a role. Mm-hmm. I can talk to somebody and pass their resume along, yeah. you know, stuff like that, I think, is is a position I'm uniquely put in that I can actually give opportunities to them mm-hmm. and not only give them opportunities, but also help them seek out opportunities yeah. and help them find navigate through the whole thing that they're doing, right? Like navigate through college and navigate through coursework and navigate through jobs and Mm -hmm. interviews and all sorts of things, wherever they're at. Yeah. Also a mentor might see something that the person itself doesn't see. For example, if they're like, oh, today I play video games, then you're like, oh, well, you can program for video games. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know. Like you might see things that they don't. Yeah. It's a different way of helping them. Yeah. So uh, as you mentioned in college, you were super busy you had a lot of jobs and volunteering but you had come from physics you know your grades not so well yeah were you volunteering during the time that yeah or did you wait for your grades to get up and then no no I just jumped straight in with both feet and uh that's great once I decided I was going to do CS Mm -hmm. I I could have just spent the whole time in the lab and that probably maybe would have been a better choice. Um, but you thought of teaching CS. Yeah. Like when I, so my, honestly, my thoughts were, mm-hmm. if I get so ingrained in this department that they, it would be a pain to lose me. Okay. Right. Like if I run Hack Illinois and if yeah. I raise all of this money for this hackathon that benefits the department, wow. they can't kick me out. Like wow. they can't tell me to leave. Yeah. If I'm doing all this extra stuff and my Which grades are good. okay. The extra stuff is good. Right. So I kind of like that was my sort of ulterior motive. Like if I'm doing all this cool stuff and like helping out the department and really engaged. Definitely. What are they going to do? Tell me to leave? Definitely. And they're not going to do that. So I was kind of banking on it. Yeah. That's really good advice. Definitely. It also applies, you know, in the workplace, you know, showing what value you have. You got to make yourself irreplaceable. Yes. Yes, you have. So, um. Currently, you're at Microsoft, yep. and in addition to your job, are you still doing any volunteering, or is it mostly mentoring? Um, so people? I do still do some mentoring, um, not mm-hmm. in an official capacity at Microsoft, but with students that I still am in touch with in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentor an intern this summer, so that's, I guess, an official capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do volunteer work with animals on the side. Oh, nice. What? What is that like? Um, so I go to um, a local animal shelter and feed the dogs and clean up after them and take them for walks mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings. Nice. So it's just kind of a thing. Like, I got my dog from there. So kind of paying back. Oh, nice. That's great. And are you currently doing any hackathons or organizing? Um, so we have our Microsoft hackathon coming up soon. And so I'll be doing that one. You'll participate. But not really any outside of work anymore. Yeah. And are you still getting mentored or do you feel like I don't need a mentor anymore? Is there no, ever man, such you a need feeling? A mentor. You need a mentor forever. I have two right now. Nice. Um, and they help me in different capacities. Like there's a lot to starting your career. Yes. And you need somebody who's done it and can help you through yeah. all of the different roadblocks and all of the different paths you're going to have to take. And mm-hmm. so, no, you never get too old for a mentor. Like, you always need a mentor. Mm-hmm. There is always somebody older and smarter than you. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always going to be that person. So you got to seek them out. You got to find them and you got to mm-hmm. get their advice. 
Mm-hmm. And there's lots of people that I go to in a non-official way. Like, yeah. you're not actually my mentor, but I think you have good advice in this position. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you about it. Yeah. So you don't explicitly ask, do you want to be my mentor? Right. So there's like your Microsoft assigned mentor. Like our team has mentors that they're given to you. Yes. Um, When you're starting off. So I have that one. Yeah. So I still have that one. And we kind of, my team does mentoring all the way up. Mm -hmm. My gem has a mentor. So he's in charge of 100 people and he still has a mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's something that's very valued on my team. Uh, so I have my official mentor who I go to a lot for a lot of technical things and different mm-hmm. stuff like that. But for even for personal things, yeah, like wanting to start a family. Mm-hmm. I talk to someone who has a family and that's, someone who has true. been able to work yeah, and provide for that family and still have a good home life balance yeah. and things so, like that. So mostly being proactive, approaching people. Yeah. And yeah, because I don't know if you read Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In. Yeah. Did you read it? Yeah. What she says there is don't just go and say will you be my mentor or something? It'll just happen or you, you'll you ask questions and then yeah. the relationship will build on. And if yeah. it doesn't build on, well, you got your question answered. So yeah, it's definitely very valuable. So uh, I want to begin closing off with a couple questions. Yeah. How has being a mentor helped you in your current career? I think being a mentor here has helped me think before I do things Mm -hmm. like sort of like when you know somebody's watching you Mm -hmm. and like looking up to you 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 behave differently like you're less careless and you kind of think through your actions a little bit more Mm -hmm. because you know somebody's watching Mm -hmm. and somebody is looking up to you and they want to be like you and they want to do things like you and so you when you get stressed out you don't make you don't let them know it really you know like you want to stay calm cool and collected mm-hmm. and not in a deceitful way but in sort of like a you'll be all right like you'll be okay mm-hmm. um so I think that's probably the biggest way and uh, last question yeah if you were trying to convince someone or just put it up in a few words to be a mentor what kind of things would you say because th- there's people out there like for for example me I'm not a mentor yeah So I honestly think that I've learned more from the kids I mentor Mm -hmm. than I've learned from anyone else. Like they're smart and they have a lot of opinions and like they have a different way of thinking about things than I do. Mm -hmm. And my mentees are, you know, five years younger than me and eight years younger than me, Mm -hmm. you know, so they have a different way of looking at life and they've got a different way of looking at a lot of things. And I get to learn just as much from them as they do from me. Yes. Okay. So I think the relationship goes both ways. So do consider being a mentor. Yes. Yes. Do it. Yeah. So Marisa, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure talking to you and hearing your story again. I'm so glad to have you had me. Thank you. Thanks.